Welcome to Live Delay, your weekly fix for fantastic new live music from the best independent bands and artists across our fine local stages. My name is Ruben Aptrude, and if you've missed out on previous episodes of Live Delay, listen back via our website, www.livedelay.com, where you can stream other episodes and read bios on our previously featured artists. If you like to get your news from social media, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 4ZZZ Live Delay, or our Instagram at 4ZZZ Live Delay to be informed of who will be featured in upcoming episodes. To celebrate 250 episodes, we're lucky enough to be featuring a set from Helmet. The original Helmet lineup, consisting of Paige Hamilton on guitar and vocals, Brisbane-born Peter Mangetti on guitar, Henry Bogdan on bass and John Stainer on drums, formed in 1989 in New York City. Quickly signing to Amphetamine Reptile Records, they released their debut album Strap It On the year after. This led the band to be signed by Interscope in early 1992, with label mates including Primus, Nine Inch Nails, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Their first Interscope release, Meantime, in 1992, was certified gold and remains Helmet's biggest commercial success to date. Betty, released in 1994, soon followed, bringing the band to our shores to play the now legendary Livid Festival 1994 lineup featuring Beastie Boys, Super Chunk, Frank Black, and Tumbleweed. A falling out between Hamilton and Mangetti in 1993 meant Peter didn't make the trip out, but returned to reside in Brisbane in later years. This would be the first of many lineup changes for the band, with Hamilton remaining the only constant member. Once touring Aftertaste over 1997 and 98, Helmet disbanded before reforming again in 2004 to release Size Matters. They have released a total of eight studio albums and remain one of the most influential bands of the alternative rock movement. In 2017, Helmet returned to Brisbane for the first time since 2011, as part of their Betty retrospective tour. The set you are about to hear features selections from the album, as well as tracks from their latest LP, Dead to the World, and fan favourites from their lengthy back catalogue. Spliced in throughout the set is an interview conducted by Branko Kosick with founding member Paige Hamilton. Recorded at the Brightside in Brisbane on the 30th of April 2017, this is Helmet, and you're listening to Live Delay.
you approach recording Dead to the World uh, this time? Was there anything that you consciously wanted to change about the uh, creative process, about getting it onto uh, tape or hard drive these days? Yeah, well, it was. it's similar to, to, to the last uh, we've we made the last few albums. We'll, um, we'll have, have a couple of songs, we'll go in and rehearse uh, and, then, and we work with Toshi Kasai, um, an engineer that we love in LA and we'll record you know if we have three or four songs we'll record those and then go do, do a, a batch of shows and I'll write some more stuff and come back and then do some more uh, do you know another batch so we kind of piece, piece it all together that way um, this time one of the main differences I, I just I wanted to work with I wanted the mixes to be different I, I thought the mixes and um, on seeing I dog were um, they just weren't I just didn't love the mixes um, and I, you know, I love the album. I love the songs. So we uh, we were fortunate that we met Jay Baumgartner, and uh, uh, years ago he's a huge fan, and he worked with us within our budget. So it was really it was nice from that standpoint. And then Howie um, Weinberg, who mastered Meantime and Betty, he's re relocated to Los Angeles as well. And so uh, once I found out he was available, and also amenable to working within our you know budget that we got him to master and so I'm really really happy with the sound of the record 
and, and throwing a green shirt on the uh, record as well, which is a great Elvis Costello cover. Was it just one day you heard it on the radio or something like that and go, you know what, I think I'm going to put that on the next record? Or, I don't know, what was the decision to put that on the record? We did. We actually kind of did, a, did uh, a, a bunch of covers. We did five cover songs, including a Bowie cover, a Blue Oyster Cult, Wire, the Beatles, um, and, and the Costello cover. And I just felt like that was the one that was appropriate for the album. I just said, said fit in with the, the kind of new, you know news theme uh, you know information and news theme of the album a little bit and and I just I love the song his their their version the attractions version is all keyboards there's no guitar on there and our version is um, the opposite all guitars no keys so I just thought it was it was a really fun kind of challenge building those layers of sounds and stuff we haven't pulled it off live yet because um, it's I mean the, the song stands on its own but I really love all those sustainer guitar parts I did and, and so it's kind of it's, it'll be different eventually we'll, we'll add it to the set though
You're tuned in to Live Delay.
with playing Betty in its entirety um, on this tour, I, I, you've been doing it for a couple of years now, but um, Australia's been begging for it for years. I remember seeing, oh, I mean, I've seen Helmet the past three times you guys have been back to Australia, and every time someone yells out a Betty cover it's like nah sorry man the, the tuning's all crazy and all that what's the most uh, what's the most challenging song to recreate from betty these days the songs the, the songs that uh, kind of went by the wayside uh, because the, the various past bandmates you know didn't want the challenge i think or whatever and then that's like uh, since helmet reformed in whatever year it was oh three um the songs that we didn't do were Sam Hell, Silver Hawaiian, Vaccination. Um, those songs are, 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 are quite are quite different. Um, so um, now I now they're I feel really comfortable. My guys just they're up for any challenge, and I feel really comfortable playing all those songs. Nice. And I guess to go back to when uh, Betty was being uh, thought, you know, talked about at like how you were going to approach recording it, you'd work with T-Ray, who was a hip-hop producer at the time. Um, was that any sort of reaction from, I guess, Mean Time or the success that Mean Time had? Or um, how did T-Ray get the job? Um... <laughs> He was. He had done a remix of Milk Toast, I believe, for the Crow. Um, so a series of remixes. Where we, that song I'd already written, and we recorded it with Butch Vic. Um, and he did. A, he did a bunch of remixes, and we really liked him. So, kind of, my manager was really keen at the time. Was really keen on the idea. Um, and I, I was sort of. I felt like after we, you know, had the success we did with Mean Time. I, everybody's like, who's going to produce the new record? And I, I, was, I was like, I thought I did a pretty good job. We have a you know gold record and a Grammy nomination and an album that seems to have influenced a lot of you know guys that are into heavy music, you know, people you know that are into heavy music. And but they were they were kind of everybody was wanted to try something out out of the box, I guess. And T Ray, I love him. He's a super great guy, but he was he he, he didn't really have much to do because it's you know. It's my band, and I've always produced the hell of stuff. And, and uh, he was like, yeah, he said, he said to me several times, like, hey, man, this is the easiest gig ever. It's like, you guys shit, but you get more together than anybody I've ever worked with, Paige. You know, I'm like, yeah, well, so why don't you earn your 30,000 bucks, buddy? He would drop, like, drop faces on grapefruits in the studio and, you know, just, like, chill. And, and he just didn't have, because he's used to doing all the tracks, you know, and then having guys rap over him. It's a different way to work. And the helmet is sort of composition and, you know, I mean, you know, from the arrangements and lyrics and solos and noises and stuff are all, it's all, um, you know, it's all kind of part of the process with Helmet. So it's, uh, I think it was, um, I, you know, I, 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 I can't really honestly tell you what he brought to the, to the table. You know, it's, I feel like it was still John and Henry and I, you know, like that's what I did off each other.
I could imagine that, I guess, Andy Wallace maybe had a little bit more of a part in the sound of the record. Obviously, that, that drum sound, obviously. There's no other record since that has really quite sounded like it. Um, how much hand did you have in the mixing process? Or did you let Andy kind of go off to his own devices and work with whatever he was recording? Yeah, I, I, I attend the mixes and I, and I basically, um, like Andy says, give me a couple hours and then I go, you know, wander down to the sandwich store or, or, or sit in the lounge or whatever and, and uh, come come in and I just, I, I prefer to let him discover things, you know, rather than tell him things. Um, you know, I'll be like, oh yeah, he's got that guitar part in, or if there, if he, he rarely, rarely, rarely misses anything. You know, he just, he's so good. Um, and and it's, I, I mean, I can't even think of something he may have missed. And we, and we have some issues because we, we changed engineers a couple times on that album, and there was a vocal on the song Tick that was distorted to tape, because back then, you know, it was, uh, we were recording everything to tape, and I spammed it, I nailed the vocal performance, and like, that's it, and it was, it, you know, it was into the red and kind of distorted on tape, and it's, it's you know, became part of the sound of the album, you know, that's, um, I'm, uh, and Andy, you know, Andy just, he's, he said, I'm fine with this, it's, you know, it's, was a kind of a poor job engineering that particular vocal track, and it's, it works. He made it. He make, makes it work. You know what I mean. So, and I did vocals for Rolo at home on my four-track cassette player through a like a um, an Ibanez tube screamer or sonic distortion on a TC Electronics chorus pedal or something. Um, I just like, and we had to lay it in back then because there was no syncing up to Pro Tools or lining anything up. And I just loved the, the way that vocal sounded that I did at home. So we ended up using that and had to kind of lay it in. I don't know how they, how the hell they did it all manually. So it was just cool. Start Wing fingers 
That was Helmet, recorded at the Brightside in Brisbane on the 30th of April 2017. That set was recorded and mixed by Branko Kosick. From the top, the songs you heard were Wilma's Rainbow, I Know, Tick, Rolo, The Silver Hawaiian, I Heart My Guru, FBLA2, Turned Out, Rude, Just Another Victim, and In The Meantime. To get more info on Helmet, jump on your web browser and go to www.livedelay.com to find links to the artist's pages and to listen to previously aired episodes of Live Delay. While you've got that browser open, bring up another tab and head to facebook.com forward slash four triple Z Live Delay to find out what is coming up in the future. This episode was recorded in the studios of 4ZZZ Brisbane and is aired terrestrially throughout Brisbane on Z Digital and 102.1 FM and throughout Australia via the Community Radio Network. Until next week, I'm Ruben Aptrude and thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Live Delay.